Thursday, August 8th, the brand new edition of the Wrestle Party Podcast. Now I want all you sweat hogs to keep the voice down while I take off my robe. <laughs> What's going on, boys? What's going on? R.I.P. Rick Rude. Yeah, I absolutely love the Rick Rude intro, man. Yeah, that's probably one of the better ones we've ever done. That was great, man. We got to R.I.P. Rick Rude. Oh, dude, I got some great Rude stories, but... Uh... <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? Great weekend wrestling. SummerSlam this weekend. Uh, good, good two episodes of uh, uh, decent episodes, I guess, of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, yeah, and, uh, a- and G1's in full swing. And uh, yeah, we got some good wrestling to get into this uh, this podcast. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I've been off all week from work. Thank God. Uh, you know, you got to get away sometimes. <laughs> Uh, had to go to the dentist and, uh, you know, also had to go to the, uh, the DMV, put a renewal in for my, uh, license. You know how that goes. A bunch of sweat hogs over there making a, making an appointment, right. making an appointment at nine. You still don't get in until 12, but I digress. That's another, that's another topic, but, uh, man, I'm fired up wrestling. I've been watching old SummerSlam stuff all week, just leading up the first SummerSlam to the most recent one, listening to the podcast and everything. WD's put a great card together. Hopefully it delivers, you know, and, uh, we can really, uh, have a great uh, post uh, reaction next week, man. Yeah, no, this has definitely been one of the better cards, I think, of SummerSlam over the past couple of years. And I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to it. And usually, I mean, it's, it's great that it's, uh, we're looking forward to it because it hasn't been that much of a build, like time-wise, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's, SummerSlam's already here. I feel like WrestleMania was here like two months ago. It feels like that anyway. I know it wasn't, but. Well, it's, it with, seems like... with WWE now, it's kind of like even with U- like UFC a little bit. Like they have so many events and like cards and stuff now that you don't have that like long build. When I was watching the old school ones, like the first SummerSlams from like the late 80s and early 90s, they didn't have as many pay-per-views. So all that big buildup, people would be waiting for like two months, man, sometimes. Because back in the day, it went from like Mania straight to like SummerSlam, bro. So you had Mania in like March or April and then SummerSlam in August. Yeah, that's like a three month gap of like no wrestling pay-per-views, man. So I can see, but I understand what you're saying, but th- this build, man, it's been kind of weak, but the card I hope delivers. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the card. It, it's, I wonder if because it's not in Brooklyn this year, uh, it's made it like more refreshing or something. I don't know. But I know like last year and the year before when they announced the cards or like, the official card, you're just like, oh man, like, I, I don't know, like, I remember telling Blake, like, I remember being excited for these pay per views, and like, the last couple were just kind of there, you know, dude, They're, you like, I know this could be a long pay per view, so hopefully these matches are entertaining. Well, you, you, the big four, I think, for WWE should always deliver, man. Like, it should always get you hyped. SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and of course WrestleMania. You Blake, should all, you should always be fired up for. You, you weren't hyped up for that uh, Jericho match when that Enzo was in the shark cage. Uh, wait, <laughs> wait, was it Jericho or was it? No, Jer- that big, big well, show, no, big Jer- Jericho was in the shark cage at Royal Rumble when it was Owens and <laughs> that's Roman. That's right. It was Roman, Roman, big, yeah. big Show versus uh, um, Big Cass at Enzo in the shark cage. Yeah, well, I mean, that is what it is. Isn't that that's where I cast towards towards Quad, right? <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm not sure. <laughs> Hey, I know you. Uh, no, hey, that, I know, that happened on Raw. Oh well. Speaking of Raw, man, I know you're fired up for this Goldberg Ziggler match. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, let's jump into it. So break it down, uh, Jordan. You t- you kicking off Raw this week? Yeah. Um. So this Raw was interesting. Um, 
I'll have to say, when it first started, I was a little concerned about where it was going. When Samoa Joe came out and he was like, you know, doing the whole uh, cliche, I'm going to hold the show hostage. I was like, okay, uh, this is this is interesting. Um, especially since they're like I was saying last week, it seems like they're they were doing two storylines separately: Joe on Raw and Mysterious uh, Attacker on SmackDown. Um, so I was a little like worried about how this was going to go. Um, I, I thought for me, uh, and nothing against Becky, but I thought her coming out while Joe was like trying to cut his promo and stuff <coughs> kind of looked made Samoa Joe look like a punk, you know, like, just, like, have him, like, oh, I'm going to hold this uh, show hostage. All of a sudden, Becky just walks out and it's like, okay, whatever, dude. It was just, like, man, like, the, like Joe lately, his, like, push or his um, gimmick, it's just been weird. And, like, he he came in as this huge, tough uh, guy who's going to, like, kick everyone's butt. And lately, he's just, like, there. Um, and he's, like, pushed to the side. But, uh, I'm not gonna get into like all the show, but um, things that stood out for me, um, the Maria Canellas thing that was interesting. Uh, I guess R Truth is the champion. <laughs> Dude, hey, that that gets more interesting every week, man. Yeah, but you know what? That was it's entertaining in itself because I like I'm someone when I was growing up watching wrestling, I always loved those like backstage shenanigans and stuff like that. So that for me, like I'm like, okay, this is cool. And I mean, for sure, the uh, Roman Reigns thing. That's what kind of stuff I want to see, like the whole car uh, almost hitting him and stuff. I thought that was really cool too. What are they gonna? Um, what, never. No, yeah. I, I guess we'll wait and talk about what they're gonna do with it. Right, and then uh, lastly, Goldberg. We all kind of knew, especially uh, after last week uh, with the rumors, we knew Goldberg was gonna be the guy. Um, it, it's interesting to see what they're gonna do with that. Um, for a lot of people, it's kind of like who cares, you know. Um, if if they do it right, maybe this can result in something cool. If not, then it's just another Goldberg match. So I don't know. Uh, what'd you guys think? You want you want to go ahead, Ark, or you want me to jump on? Yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead. I mean, it was I enjoyed it. Um, I hated seeing Goldberg out there. Uh, one thing I want to get into, and um, we'll talk about it when we talk about uh, Roman Roman segment was how the hell do they leak everything these days? Who is leaking all this? Hey, let, let me let like, me let, let yeah. While we're on the Roman, real real quick, let me ask you guys. I sent you that link earlier. Was that just was that like a fake Twitter link or was that real? Where it's like WWE's playing it off like it was an accident kind of thing because they had they didn't book the match for SummerSlam yet, right? No, that was a real. Uh, I think that was a that was a real thing from like Monday. I think. That no. <laughs> yeah, that was like a real. Are you then, kidding me? And then like. Yeah, where they said it was like a forklifting accident. Yeah, that happened before Raw. That's old. That's older, but that's like a week or two old. But yeah, they they uh, they sent out the press release on WWE's Instagram saying that it was a uh, um, a forklift incident. So is he gonna? Are they? Are, so is there gonna be like another attack? You think at SummerSlam? Or are they gonna like? Is he gonna like confront DB or something, man? When we when we uh, when we get in Roman's yard, brother, we'll talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I, I, I like that Joe, like, I, it was it was cool because Joe, like, showed humility in a sense, you know, but he's still, he's still a heel, but he just was like, yo, that's too far, you know what I mean? And it's gonna, whoever the attacker is, it's gonna further them because it's like, oh, this guy is so crazy and so evil, I, I don't even want to mess with him, you know what I mean? So, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the Goldberg segment, I mean, it's cool. I guess it's all right to see Goldberg. I mean, I don't like Goldberg. I never have. I never will, but, like. It, it was whatever, you know. Um, the Maria Canella stuff, 
uh, is some of the best stuff I think on TV right now with her, Mike and our truth. I think it's some of the best stuff on TV. So um, I'm enjoying that, but yeah, Rob was, Rob was okay. I mean, it, it was kind of weak for a go home. I thought there but. is, there is one thing I, I forgot to mention. Um, yes. Seth Rollins uh, promo after Brock beat him was probably one of the worst things I've seen. It was just, yeah, they, they, I did not like that. The whole, like, I, I can't remember what he said exactly, Yeah, but it was well, just he like, said he's going to, he said he's going to beat Brock this Sunday. And if he's a baby face, if he said he's beating Brock, he has to beat Brock or it makes him look like a, like a schmuck. I don't know. For me, um, that's, that, that, that makes no sense at all. So you're going to tell me this guy who's got his ass beat twice and he can barely walk and stuff like that is going to go out there and beat Brock Lesnar. Come on. We got to make it somewhat realistic here, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you on that. I don't get why they booked it that way on Monday. It looked, it made Seth look like a complete joke. Um, they're <laughs> yeah. not doing Seth any any favors, bro. They're oh, not no, doing they're Seth not. any favors the, at the all. Cri- the critics, the critics agree with you, Ark. <laughs> I mean, well, I like Seth Rollins. I'm not some geek who was who didn't make it as a wrestler and works in an armory and is Dave Meltzer's, you know, a pet pet uh, pet dog or whatever the hell he is. You know, already crapping on everything, but. It's just it's it's ridiculous for Seth, man. It, it really is. Like this guy is one of the best. He is top three in ring attractions in the company, I think, on the card. And you're booking him like a schmuck heading into SummerSlam. Like, come on, man, get it together, guys. Right. Well, hey, something else that um, <laughs> stood out on Raw. Now the women's tag team titles. Those. That's the uh, Raw was a show that those guys switched right to Alexa Bliss and um, the other girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Has this been like the fourth week in a row or like third week in a row where a title's changed hands on Raw? To me, though, it's just they didn't even, they haven't, the Iconics never really had to defend the belts, man. Well, when yeah, they, they did. That first month they won the belt, they were either not on the show or they lost <coughs> every match. That, yeah, so no, that was just. To me, static. it's like what Sasha Banks was getting mad about is basically what happened because the Iconics went over on them at Mania. They did nothing with them and then they gave the titles over to Alexa Bliss. Absolutely. It's just like, yeah. Uh, one thing. I, oh, go I, ahead. Yeah, sorry, bro. Go. Uh, no. Uh, one more point I want to say. One more point I want to say. Sorry, bro. I, I just, why do they, like, I love Alexa Bliss. Like, I like her. But why do they always go back to her in Charlotte? Right. With everything. Why do they always do that? Why can't you make, I, I don't, I mean, I, trust me. I think Alexa Bliss is great. Charlotte's great. Uh, I'm more of an Alexa Bliss fan. But, like. Why do they keep going back to the same people, you know, with the women's division especially, you know, it's kind of, it's weird. I don't, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Like you got to be a, a, a pretty blonde girl to, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like it just seems strange. Why are they not pushing other, uh, other wrestlers, you know? Right. Um, I don't, I don't, I wish I had the answer to that, man. I mean, that's something we've been, we've asked for years, you know, but one thing, one thing I want to give somebody some love to Ark will appreciate it. Once again, uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt shows up and takes out a legend, Kurt Angle, in his hometown of Pittsburgh. Absolutely phenomenal booking the last couple of weeks for yes. Bray on Raw. He's taking out these legends that are putting him over. Absolutely love it, man. Building that character up, and it's good for him because Bauer being on SmackDown, he can cut that promo on SmackDown, but he still has that presence on Raw too to remind people that you know Bray's still kind of on both shows right now, but he still has that presence on Raw. Absolutely best booking I thought of the night for Raw was definitely uh, Bray Wyatt. And I know no one's going to care about this, but uh, Braun Strowman, not even on the show this week. Oh, absolutely. So maybe, that like, was... you might be right. 
Uh, I have some backstage heat. All I'm saying, man, is that when they they reported it last year, like right after um, when it was him and Roman at Hell in a Cell, like when he got squat, when Brock like squashed him at SummerSlam, and then squashed him at that uh, that Saudi show last year for the like vacant title or whatever. They said that he had a lot of heat backstage, and Vince was ready to give him the strap and give him the keys, man. But I guess he always gets there, man, and ha- something happens backstage or. I'm not sure what it is because uh, I know he has a big presence on social media, but he says that his social media accounts aren't related to his wrestling character. But I'm not sure though, man. It just it's strange to me. Like he'll get a big push, and then like you won't see Braun Strowman for like two months, man. Then he'll show back up, you know. Yeah, and you know maybe what? He's um, is he really hurt again, like- or no? Maybe he could be. I mean, that that might be a reason why he's on TV. I mean, Lashley Lashley had elbow surgery, surgery on his elbow, I think, or something like that. So he's been out. Where's Corbin been? Corbin hasn't been on Raw either. Well, I was about to say with Corbin, um, it's to me. I don't get if he's not hurt. Why aren't? Why isn't he wrestling Goldberg at this pay per view? Because wasn't Corbin like the big hill uh, since like uh, Mania? Like, yeah, but give that guy his dues. They Dolph, put, no, they, mean, no, they don't want Corbin to get buried yeah. that bad in squash. Dolph's already buried ten feet down, man. Might as well just put but another. But at the same time, having, <laughs> at the same time, having a match with Goldberg, though, like at least that's that marquee match of SummerSlam. He's not even on the show, so I mean, like that's bad in itself. What'd you guys think of that uh, that Ziggler and that that whole segment, man? Did you like that or no? Like, I'll be, I'll, I'll be, be honest. This... I think the Miz is the Miz is like taking a back step too, man. Yeah. No, I was say I'll be honest. That <laughs> towards that time, I was starting to pass out, so I got the Goldberg part. I knew what was happening, so I was just like, "Oh, okay, here we are." What are they? But, uh, uh, you know what's crazy, man? Like, uh, I mean, Miz, he got he got the like. Remember, he got the he got the WWE title like back at like twenty Mania's twenty seven time and everything, and he got that big push, and he's been like mid card ever since. I thought they were gonna like push him again because he got very much over as a heel. And then uh, when he did the face turn, when him and Shane were doing their stuff, it was pretty over. And then he did the storyline with Shane. I thought he was going to be a big push after Mania. Dude, he's, like, falling off again. I know he's about to have a kid again and stuff. But, man, like, he was just like, oh, man, Dolph, I guess you didn't read the contract and doesn't say your face to me. And then everyone thought it was, like, HBK. And then HBK's like, well, it's not me either. And I'm like, well, thank God. But uh, then Goldberg (laughs) comes out, and I'm like – Oh, geez. And Goldberg hitting the whole, like, country stick. Like, come on, dude. Hey, son. Like, oh, geez. Here we go. So, you know what? All I could think about was, man, we really missed out on an HBK, like, Goldberg feud. Because back in the day, that would have been at least entertaining to a point, you know? Uh, but yeah, nowadays, it's just like, like, it's, to me, it's really random that Goldberg came out. But I'm like, okay, I guess this is one of those things where you're just, like, not supposed to care about any storyline or anything. Yeah, I think casual fans will like it. So, you know, yeah, and I, th- I think I think it's that. just going to be like a big uh, it's just going to be a, a him to like kind of sco- as you know, I was listening to all the other, uh, you know, like the critics and some of the marks and sweat hogs that were talking over the uh, over the week. And they were saying that they're, this is, they're just bringing Goldberg back to um, kind of erase that taker match. You know what I mean? Kind of like when they did taker and Roman tagged up. So they so everyone's just like, oh man, that's their last match. Is that terrible match in Saudi Arabia kind of thing? So hopefully it's like you know Goldberg's not like coming back. A lot of these big events and squashing some talent, you know. I have a feeling we're gonna get Goldberg and someone at WrestleMania too. Oh gosh, like as, as long happen. as it's not Undertaker. <laughs> hey, it would have been cool if uh, Bobby Lashley wasn't hurt. Have uh, Lashley versus Goldberg. I hope we get Bobby and Brock at Mania. That'd be cool yeah, too. I hope I hope that too. I hope that. Watch too. uh, 
you know what happened? Never mind. I don't want to say it because then it like then it, then it will speak into existence. I'm like, dude, watch if I know it's watch gonna... if like why it gets like buried. They put him against Goldberg at like Mania. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I will be so mad if that happens. I will I will break my teeth. Why why it will get all the losses at Mania to like Hall of Famers, bro? <laughs> Taker, Cena, The Rock, Randy Orton, Goldberg. Like, damn, right? He's got like that Mick Foley record at Mania. He's never won, right? Bray has it. I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. think so. Nah, because he didn't really win that battle royal that last time at thirty-four, and then he wasn't there last year in New York, man. No, I, I honestly think this is. Uh, I think this is the big thing. I think this is going to be really good for Bray, man. This character. Yeah, I think, I, so I think he really found too. his niche this time, and it's like, and I and I'm, I'm glad like guys like Foley and a lot of these guys are like you know putting him over too because some of these old some of these old timers probably would be like, no, I'm not doing that, you know. But I'm glad that Foley and Angle put him over like they are. And uh, I think Bauer's definitely going to lose at Mania. And then Bauer might come back as a demon, and they might do that whole demon versus fiend thing. But uh, I hope Bray gets the win on Sunday. Actually, no, I, I want Bauer to come back as a heel and join the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what and, I want And it to. builds up for a Bauer versus AJ match at Mania. Yeah. So, but that's wishful thinking. Survivor Series, Undisputed Era versus the club. Nah, but man, I read something online that like Undisputed Era is not going to be coming up until like after next WrestleMania, bro. Nah. Bro, Adam Cole is wrestling Johnny Gargano for the third straight pay-per-view, man, at TakeOver. I'm so sick of that guy, bro. I'm sorry, <laughs> I think I'm I think so Jordan said of... a couple weeks ago, like, dude, how many times have we seen Gargano wrestle for the title on NXT, like, for two years now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's getting I'm pretty just, bad. I'm just not a fan of him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a fan of his. So, so um, you do you want to jump into SmackDown arc? Or are you guys done covering anything on Raw? Like anything else stick out? I mean, nah, I'm going I, Raw. I, I guess, Raw was, I guess it was. It was I guess you can talk about the Roman, uh, the Roman stuff on going into SmackDown since he <laughs> he he dropped that performance on SmackDown. Yeah. yeah Every, so, everybody uh, get out. Everybody get out. <laughs> not you, buddy. Not you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, SmackDown was a good show, decent. Um, the the thing that stuck out to me was stood out to me was the Kofi thing, the Kofi tape tape thing uh, that they did, the promo like they did with uh, Randy. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I, I love how they showed him standing on the car and ruining the car from two thousand nine. I thought that was pretty funny because that was pretty bad. I thought in the beginning when it happened. Hey, who was that? Who was that guy um, to Randy's left in that video when they destroyed the car? When, when he was destroying the car back in 09? there was like that guy that was in the was ring. Good. Ted DiBiase. No, the other guy. What's his name again on WWE programming? They didn't. They didn't announce his name, man. <laughs> I don't know. Who's oh. Cody? Who's Cody, man? <laughs> oh. They didn't. They didn't. They, didn't they, they. 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 They told. They said DiBiase, but they didn't say Cody's name on like that video clip. They're like, oh, they yeah. They're like, oh, Ted DiBiase and Randy Orton, man. Or and I'm like, oh man, we're gonna. Are we really editing it? Like, are we going that far now, guys? <laughs> I mean. That's crazy. I didn't. I didn't even catch that. You're right. Yeah, but um, I go ahead, man. So uh, that 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 part happened. Uh, that that part I thought was really good. I thought the Firefly segment was pretty good. Bray Wyatt gives me the creeps with his little let me in stuff. That's that's pretty. I don't know, man. I, I like we talked about. I think he has he has something with this uh, this fiend character. Um, one thing that was really odd was, dude, they had Alistair Black wrestle Sami Zayn yeah. on the show. Hey, I, I that was kind of strange. Read, uh... I, I what was there was a dirt sheet that came out about that. Was there like something that they wanted to plug for that? Is that a future rivalry or something they're trying to run with? Or 
I hope so. Sammy deserves it, man. They got to give him something, I bro. Read, I, I read that that when they rewrote the show, they uh, Vince just threw that show, that match on there. So I, I don't know what the deal is. Well, with man, that. If, that, if that's but, like uh, Vince just like randomly put something together, that was a hell of a job. Though. That's a great match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I like Alistair Black, man. I think he's a star. I, I really like Alistair Black. So uh, uh, it was pretty good. I thought. I mean, he's. I don't know. He's definitely talented for sure, man, but I'd rather have um, Sammy go over, but I digress. Sammy's lost every match since fast. That's what I'm saying. That's it's crazy. not fair. When they brought him back, bro, they built him up with this great heel, bro, and now he's just like – I'm, I'm afraid to say it. He's going to be the new Dolph Ziggler, I think. Well, we still have the old like... Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been me. It should have been me. <laughs> right? Speaking of Dolph Ziggler, I he was supposed I to wrestle should've, Rey Mysterio. I jump in the car, not Roman. <laughs> he uh he uh Dolph Ziggler wrestled Rey Mysterio. Uh, uh, well, he tried to, and then he beat the crap out of him. And then uh, Mustafa Ali came out, and uh, they had a decent match. Dolph won with a super kick. Um, uh, when, uh, at the beginning of the show, Shane jumped Kevin Owens and then buried him underneath the announce table with Elias's help. I thought that was pretty interesting. And then um, uh. uh Obviously, the big thing that happened on uh, SmackDown was the end, where uh, New Day was uh, defeated Brian and Rowan um, and, or, in a, de- a disqualification after Rowan. Um, I forgot which person he hit. I think he hit Xavier Woods with the stairs uh, to get a DQ. And then, and then, in our weekly edition of Roman's Yard, <laughs> so. Uh, one one thing that he did in the show was he apologized to Samoa Joe. Um, you know, he, for uh, accusing wrongfully accusing him of trying to be the person to uh, uh, basically kill him, and um, then he uh, made everyone gather off room except for Buddy Murphy. Uh, came at Buddy Murphy, beat the crap out of him, and then Buddy Murphy told him that it was Rowan that was there uh, was the one that uh, basically did the, the scaff through the scaffold on him and everything. That was so weak. And then, and then um, the camera was on Rowan and Daniel Bryan, and then it went to black. So. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, what do you guys think? Where do you think they're going with this uh, Roman and uh, DB and uh, Roman uh, segment? Where do you think they're going with this stuff? Well, I like. I kind of thought it was. Um, it's kind of going where I thought it was going to go. Where like Roman and them weren't like weren't going to have a match at SummerSlam. They're going to save that, which is kind of smart. Like we were talking about last week. There's only one week until the actual pay per view. You don't want like rush everything. Um, I, I, it's interesting. I know I heard rumors saying it might be Joe and Roman versus, uh, Rowan and, uh, DB. So I, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but, um, like I said, for this storyline, if you're going to do a Daniel Bryan and Roman, especially after we saw, um, what they could do with Kofi and Brandy and that going all the way back to Oh nine, I think a slow burn for this is like the best way to go. Um, you could do a tag team at the next pay-per-view. You can do then. You can start doing the Roman versus DB matches, leading up to like a huge match, like a Hell in a Cell or something at uh, Survivor Series. Um, I just think like if you're gonna do those two uh, against each other, um, like dragging it out and giving it an actual storyline is the best way to go about it. Yeah, I really want to see them go the route of Daniel Bryan being jealous of the fact that Roman got all the love when he came back uh, after beating Leukemia. And that Daniel Bryan is didn't get the love he got because when he was out with uh, 
um, his uh, concussion with his uh, his concussion stuff. Right. I think that's where they're going to go with this, and I think it's going to get really dark if they do that. And I think that that this is going to be this could be like the feud of the year if they do it right. Now, if they execute it right, that's one thing. But if they go that route, I think that this feud is going to be you know, especially after you have the jealousy of that, and you have the jealousy of the fact that Roman took Brian's um, main event spot at uh, um, 31. Yeah. So that would be, you know, it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty interesting if they go that way. So I'm excited for this feud. Um, Brian and um, uh, Roman bring, have really good matches. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this feud. Well, um, can I say one thing that's not about the feud, but it's about Kofi and Orin. Um, I yeah. personally didn't like that. Like, I liked the video packages, but I didn't like that the your title uh, or your championship guys weren't even on the uh, go home show. Um, I know Orin's out on vacation and stuff like that, but <laughs> it's just kind of like it, it's crazy. Like it's your your go home show before SummerSlam, and neither one of your guys are even at the show. Um, so for me, just be, because of that, I don't think it's gonna be the main event. Um, oh God, gosh, no! Not now. After they had what's his name go out there, or they had Rollins go out there and cut that. Pro- I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna overcome. I'm gonna do it. I'm right. Gonna, I'm gonna go out there and beat Brock Lesnar. But I also don't think that this is their uh, only match. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be that one they drag out, and by the end of it, we're like, man, is this over with yet? Um, but I mean, regardless of that, how I feel about that, I think it's gonna be a good match at this uh, Sunday's pay per view. All right. Let's see here. Uh, first, let me break down. Ran- yeah, the Randy and Kofi. I'm going off of what you said, Jordan. Uh, video packages. I think you could have done that and had both the guys still on the show. I think they could have still shown video packages and kind of hyped in the match up without. And then, I mean, think about it. We didn't have Randy never came out, hit an RKO on him. Kofi didn't hit a trouble in paradise. Like there was really no physical altercation between either one of them uh, kind of leading up to the match. So it might be one of those things where it builds up a little more. Maybe Kofi gets like a roll up victory Sunday, or maybe Randy does beat him and it kind of drags out, you know, the year and it's, and it's, um, I don't know. They just do a long, longer feud, but I was still kind of hoping that man, maybe Randy will come out RKO him and then we'll kind of get some excitement with it. But as you said, Randy's on vacation, which is kind of strange that he's on vacation, like right before SummerSlam. <laughs> I mean, Hey, good for him. I mean, that's awesome. But right. he's down here just in the islands chilling. And I guess he's going to fly back this weekend and for the show, but um, was hoping a little more out of it. But I still think it should deliver. I still think it should be the main event. But obviously, it looks like they're going to go the whole Seth and Brock route, which I think the crowd's going to totally shit on. And I think Seth might get booed out, like Ark was saying, that they're booking him the way they're booking him. I think Seth, if he does win, I could really see the crowd kind of turning on him and actually booing him for the victory, which is still kind of strange because everyone was behind him at Mania. But right. I could, I could, I could honestly see the crowd just really shitting on that match, kind of like a Roman Brock thing, and just booing them if uh, Seth wins. Um, and then the Daniel Bryan and Roman, uh, I'm so, I'm really glad they're not actually having a one-on-one match at SummerSlam because these two guys definitely deserve to have a better feud and to have it longer and a, a storytelling out. Uh, I was kind of thinking the same thing about Joe and Roman versus Brian and uh, Eric Rowan, like a improv match. Like if they, you know, something kind of happens at SummerSlam and they do a quick match, if they do do it that route, which maybe hopefully they don't, maybe they should just have Joe come out there and be like his partner, but then to keep Joe as heel and to get some good heat on him, have him walk out on Roman and then just have Roman get beat up by Rowan and Daniel Bryan. And then that's, that's how that ends 
uh, for their first match. But um, Ark was saying something about it going maybe real dark and if they want to drag it out where it's the jealousy thing and all this and that. Do you think maybe they're going to go the route with Daniel Bryan that they wanted to go with uh, Johnny Moxley Ark? Where they wanted to remember when they events wanted Mox to cut the promos on leukemia and stuff. Do you think now with Roman back and his his Ooh. approval on it, will they have maybe DB? Did you see, did you see Roman come out and did an interview about where Moxley said he didn't feel comfortable doing it, and Roman said that he understood it and everything. But do you think now with Roman being back and actually wrestling healthy, that events is like, hey man, I want Daniel Bryan to go into you know into that kind of detail. Do you think Roman will be like, yeah man, I'm cool with it, or do you think they kind of stay away from it? I, actually, I think that's what they're going to do because. Um... Yeah, I think they're gonna have. I think part of this feud is gonna be uh, based on that. Um, but ba- might be based off that, like, or uh, just it'll be a little bit different because obviously what Daniel Bryan has gone through as well. So well, that's, that's what I'm saying. And, and then I had it. What yeah. I had it written down was like, would they? I wanted to get you guys' opinion. Like, would, would they? Will they bring that up now? Because when they wanted Moxley to do it at the time, it was still really fresh in people's mind, and Roman just stepped away. So it was kind of like, man, that could be pretty distasteful. Like, right, two weeks after or a week after, you know, your boy is, you know, got leukemia and he's stepping away. I'm just going to go ahead and mention it. You know what I mean? Um, so maybe yeah. now with Roman being back and uh, Roman giving his blessing on it, I could see him kind of go on that route. And then also the route with Eric Rowan being the one, maybe Eric Rowan doing the attacks. I guess it could be a thing where he's like, oh yeah, I did it for, I did it for DB because, uh, you know, he didn't get the love that Roman, I don't know. Like, I guess we'll see how they go with it. Um, I did it for the rock. I did it. I did it. I did it. Shut up, you thong wearing fatty. Oh, man. <laughs> Two thoughts I had. Um, at the end of that show, was it, did it look like Dan Bryan? And then we're like, oh, this is it. They, they revealed who did it. Or was it like they were kind of like, oh, you, like, you well, the, me, the look on their face, they didn't, it like they didn't know what they were doing, man, because Brian like looks over and then looks down. And then Rowan's just like looking up at the screen. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it looked like they were more just getting accused well, of doing. Yeah, it because and I, I saw, and, him, like... I, and I was kind of strange. They ended the show on that because I was like, okay, like Ro- Roman says it, and then he's looking around, like, like what the heck's going on? And then they're they're in the ring, just like, okay. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I was like, man, was that a? Uh, that must have been Bischoff's first show. He's right. That's a WCW ending right there. No, let me stop. Well, let me stop. <laughs> because to me. If they were going for like a shock value, I was more confused. I was like, "Wait, did they, did they like confirm it or not?" Because to me, it didn't feel like they confirmed anything. It was more like, "Oh, they're now Roman just thinks CB did it." But um, one other thing I was thinking, um, this is more like ripping on like Goldberg again. Um, I don't hate the guy, but to me, it does bother me when Goldberg is coming back to SummerSlam, the squash doll, <clears throat> but they use the Alistair Black. Uh, Sami Zayn match for SmackDown. It's like this is exactly why I hate about the legend uh, bookings. How are any of these guys become superstars when you put their matches on uh, SmackDown when those should be like uh, SummerSlam cards? You know, like we're, we're giving Goldberg the spot so he can go over and look good because of his Taker match, while we're like uh, telling Alistair back, uh, Alistair Black and Sami Zayn, uh, no, you guys, we'll just have you guys do your SmackDown match and I'll be good enough. Like. To me, that I hate that kind of booking. Yeah, I mean, I WWE, baby. yeah, I, and also, did you notice on the card there's no tag team match, there's no tag matches. Yeah, that sucks wow. too. Yeah, well, that shows what WWE thinks of the tag teams. Oh. Well, no, I think the Usos kind of 
what happened with uh, Jimmy, I think that kind of probably messed up that, that a little bit. I mean, they would have been on the pre-show, so whatever, but it's Well, like... I was hoping maybe the club would get to defend the belt in the big show, man. Like, they just won the belts, you know? Like You know what's funny is I'm watching uh, – so I got uh, SummerSlam 98 in the background, Rock and um, Triple H. Oh. Um, I think it's 98. Yeah, and uh, they have a sign – somebody has a sign that says, Goldberg, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Ab- absolutely so, so, amazing. So fitting. Absolutely amazing. So fitting. So fitting. Absolutely amazing. But uh, man, let's run some. Uh, let's run some. What's SummerSlam predictions? You want to run them down? Yeah, I mean, I got the card in front of me. If you guys want to go over it, I mean, it looks pretty, pretty legit. I got, yeah, I got, on it, paper. I got it right here. Uh, well, I have it. What I'm looking at here, I guess this is not the match order. I just have what's listed from what was booked till now. I have my what I'm looking at. I have Brock versus Seth as the first match. Obviously, that's going to probably be the main event, but. What are you guys thinking? What's your prediction? I I think Brock's... Seth gets booed out of the building. <laughs> Seth gets booed out of the building, <laughs> and um, Seth wins. Seth wins, but he gets booed out of the building. That's um, what I think happens. I think that's gonna be the main event. Um, it's I'm still sticking with what I thought was gonna be. I think Brock's gonna win. I think someone's gonna come out and like screw uh, Seth Rollins out of the match. Becky and he'll face. He'll start maybe Corbin. I guess I don't know. But the show will end oh, with like, no. I think the show's gonna end with Brock uh, with the belt, and I, you know what? Uh, actually, I don't think that's gonna be the main event. I think, uh, but I do think Brock's gonna be uh, Seth. So, what do you think's the main event? Goldberg and Dolph? No. I don't, okay, <laughs> I don't know what's okay. I don't know what's gonna be the main event, but I have a prediction for <laughs> another match. Because um, I was gonna say Becky and uh, oh. opponent, but. I'm like, that's not going to be the main event. Because I do think Ronda's coming back, too, so. Oh, re- really? Yeah. Okay, I mean, that'd, that'd be that'd be pretty legit if she comes out and confronts uh, I think. I was thinking, I, I was I think another, that close I to think Sasha's, I think, I think Sasha's returning Sunday. I don't think Ronda is. No I think Bailey's going to lose the belt. I think Bailey's losing the belt because of Sasha. I don't know, man. Sasha's, uh, they've been thinking that. They've been th- everyone's thinking she's coming back the last two months, man. Nah, Sasha's coming back. Oh man, I hope she shows up. Another pay per view, bro. Here in August. <laughs> no, but um, I'm gonna go with uh, man. I don't. I don't really. Man, this Brock Seth booking. I can see it going either way. Like you just give the belt right to Brock, and he's already gonna like lose it back. But I don't know, man. Like I, I honestly think Brock might win because if it main events, I think Seth's gonna get his ass booed out of the building, man. And I think it's gonna be like a Roman thing where it's like the crowd just shits on it. But. Um, I'll go with Brock for the win. Um, I'll, I'll stick. I think Brock will win it. I don't think they'll give it to Seth. I think they'll let uh, they'll let Brock win. Maybe Seth gets screwed out of it, or maybe he just takes a beating and he loses it that way. So I don't. Uh, I don't think um, Seth's gonna get booed, but I think the crowds will be flat. Like I don't think anyone's gonna care about the match. Like, yeah, absolutely. Kind of like a, kind of like his promo on Monday. Exactly. Everyone's just kind of sit there awkwardly, <laughs> like, all, all right. How do you how do you fix the Seth problem? What do you do? How do you guys do it? We could do um, a podcast on that, Ark. <laughs> no, if if I was them, I think he needs to like either take I think a couple he, I, weeks off or go, go, go heel. heel. You know, I know I hate saying go heel for everything, but if you're getting booed, might as well like go bad. You know what I mean? Like, or just I take say, some time off. I would say definitely go heel and then try to separate himself as far as he can on screen from uh, Becky. Yeah. Because I think the whole, like, the man's man thing, that's what kind of, like, started ruining a man. Because it's kind of like he was tagging along on Becky's thing. So, I would say, I mean, definitely separate him on TV. Or have him do, a, have him do like, a heel turn. Or have him, you know what you know what I would do? 
have him lose, have him get his ass kicked and have Brock beat him, and then the next night on Raw, go out and just rip the fans if they're booing him and be like, you know what? Screw all you guys. I came here. I was going to beat Brock Lesnar for you, bring the belt back to the people for the WWE, but you all turned your back on me. So screw you. Just like I screwed the Shield back in the day. That's it. I'm out for me and me only me. All right, you know, I didn't buy. I already said I didn't sell out. I bought in. And just have him cut a heel promo like that, man. I think you should keep shitting on uh, AEW and uh, uh, Will Ospreay. <laughs> oh, that's what I want, oh, man. That's, that's what yeah, I want. That's really, yeah, he's, he's doing real good at that, man. <laughs> he's not losing. He's not. He's not but, winning uh, that battle. His bank account did, brother. His bank account did, oh, baby. Oh man, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next match, uh, Becky Lynch and Natalia for the Raw Women's Championship submission match. Oh, I, who, uh, I wish. Na- who's I hope. I, I want. I want Natty to tap her out the sharpshooter in Canada. Man, that'd be sick, man. But Becky definitely wins. Yeah, yeah I agree. Oh, yeah, I'm sticking with my prediction. Becky wins, and then Ronda comes out. Yeah, I mean, I, that's obviously going to happen. I mean, they, they're never going to give Natty the main belt, I don't think, man. And that'd be, that'd be, well, I was, it'd be cool, though, if she does go over. I was shocked that she was the one getting the hell. I mean, obviously, it's in Toronto, so they're going to do her. But I was shocked that at SummerSlam, she was getting, like, the big woman's match. Nothing against her, but, like, you oh, bro, think, um, bro, she, trust me, that they're not getting the big women's match. It's going to be Charlotte and Trish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, good point. Um, so, so you guys got Becky? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think, I think, I it, I think it's the Becky all across the board, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bailey and uh, Ember Moon. I got, I got Ember Moon for the simple fact that all the marks online are saying that Vincent Mann hates Ember Moon. When she's in the championship match, which I don't get, if this man hates this chick and she's in the championship match, it makes no sense. Um, uh, that's that uh, Dave Meltzer uh, uh, logic right there. And um, I think uh, Ember Moon wins because I think Sasha screws Bailey. Okay, I'm um, gonna... go ahead, Jordan. No, I I just think Bailey's gonna win. I I agree with Arthur. Like if if um. Vince hated someone. You're not getting TV time, or you're you're looking like a joke. Like he's gonna make you look like the biggest goofball, Dolph. <laughs> um, so, I, but I just think Bailey's gonna win. I don't I, honestly, for me, I don't think this to me is gonna be either like a pre-show match or um, you know in between uh, big matches. You know, I I don't really think much is gonna happen on this uh, match besides Bailey winning. Yeah, you're going Bailey. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely. I think Ember's gonna win. I think they're gonna pull the swerve on us, and it's gonna be, uh, and then Ember's gonna, Ember Moon wins. I'm going with that. All right, next, yeah. next, I'll oh, go ahead. You got something? Yeah, I was gonna say, um, man, can I, can I just say for the like, woman's <laughs> SmackDown title, that that's one of the most pointless belts. Like they, like, <laughs> I hate saying it's it, funny, but, like, but only it's, when Charlotte's holding it, it means something. Exactly. <laughs> like I hate, but that's how we were talking about this last week. They've made that uh, title mean um, nothing. It's almost like in the um, Intercontinental Championship level now, where like you're, it's just like there and you're like, oh yeah, that's right, they're the champion. Okay. Oh yeah, speaking of that, uh, that belt's not being defended on the card. Poor Nakamura. Ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'll, I'll talk about the IC title later and its importance at SummerSlam, because it means something a lot for this pay-per-view back in the day. Uh, next match, well, Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton for the WWE title. Well, I want I want Randy to go out there and just beat his ass, but I don't think it's going to happen this time, though. 
I have. Uh, I think uh, Kofi's winning. Oh. Yeah, I, th- I think Kofi's winning. I think Kofi's gonna win too. You guys are going Kofi. Yeah, I think Kofi wins. Fuck it, I'm going Randy. I, th- hey, I think I'll Kofi Randy wins. I think, but... I think his uh, his training and preparation with his wife down in the islands is really gonna pay off. <laughs> he's practicing taking the RKOs, so I think he's ready to go, man. Yeah, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. I think it's gonna be a sick match. That's gonna be a match of the night. I'm calling it right now. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I th- I think another match is going to be match of the night. Goldberg and Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we when we get there, I'll, I'll I'll let you know which one. But uh, it's my dark horse. Okay, okay, I like hearing that. Uh, next one. Well, this is the uh, the KO and the Shane match. Of course, the stipulation is if Owen loses, he'll be forced to quit WWE. Kevin Owens is winning automatically with that stipulation. I'm sorry, I have no other words on that. Um, I. <laughs> Okay, WWE loves to do this kind of stuff. You remember with Taker and Shane, and you were like, "Oh, uh, what's his name has to win the match," and then he, you know, he loses. Yeah, I actually think Shane's gonna win the match, and they're gonna have some dumb thing with uh, Kevin Owens, um, either like get fired, but he's like, you know, still showing up at the shows or something. Um, but I actually think Shane's gonna win. I'm I'm rooting for Kevin Owens, but I think Shane's gonna win. Yeah, I agree. I think Shane's going to win, too. I think uh, Drew McIntyre or um, Elias are going to make sure that uh, Kevin Owens loses. And then Kevin Owens is going to keep showing up and giving Shane the stunner. Um, I think Shane's going to end up being champion somehow by the end of the year. I think he's going to end up being champion. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I think Shane, is going to happen. Shane versus Roman at Mania for the belt. Let's do it, baby. We're ready, baby. We're ready. The big dog's ready. God, I got to spend money on that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking. But uh, yeah, I think I think Shane somehow finds a way to win. I hope you're right, Blake, because I, I kind of want to see this feud over with, and I want Kevin Owens to start like stunning, stunning someone else. So uh, yeah, like start yeah. stunning like like real wrestlers and feuds and stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, next match. Oh man, this is going to be great. We got the the Fiend. Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. I'm definitely going doubling down. Wyatt for sure. Wyatt. Easily Wyatt. Wyatt's going to get the pop of the night when his entrance comes out, I think. I think that's the maybe the loudest the crowd will be. Uh, just, for, just for the entrance, though, it's going to be a squash, I think. I think that Wyatt, they got to make Wyatt look as strong as possible. And um, does he win with Sister Abigail or does he win with the Mandible Claw? Mm, uh, Mandible Claw. I think he's going to uh, choke him out with the claw. Yeah, I think they're trying to get yeah. that move over with him. Okay, cool. But yeah, uh, I can see that too. I think uh, Bray's going to win. Um, I also think that it's going to be a rematch of the next pay-per-view. Oh. <laughs> Demon, Demon versus uh, um, The Fiend. And I think that Bray's going to be the first person to beat The Demon um, and put, it, put his gimmick over even more. Ooh, that would be good. Well, good, and, and then hopefully uh, Bauer comes back as a heel and joins the club. Yeah. That would be really good. I like that. That would be really good. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens on it, man. Uh, next one, AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the United States title. I'm going, I'm going, a, I'm going is, AJ. Uh, I, uh, I'm going uh, Ricochet, and I think that this match is going to steal the show. I, this this one is. I just think the styles they complement each other very much. Ricochet is is like the most incredible high flyer I think in the world probably. 
And AJ's AJ, man. AJ's one of the best in the world, and I think that they're going to tear it down. Um, I, w- I was going to go Ricochet, but I forgot that AJ actually has a belt right now. Um, yeah. So I think he's going to... I think he's gonna retain. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think AJ's gonna win. Yeah, I think they're gonna keep the. Uh, I think AJ wins because they're gonna keep the, the all you know the US and the tag belts on the club for a little while. Yeah. So I think they're gonna want to build that up. You know. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Next. <laughs> all right. Next match. I think we're all gonna go the same route here. We got Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg. <laughs> um, who wants to start? This is this is a man. This is a toss up right here, guys. Let me tell you. I know who the loser is, man. <laughs> the loser, very easily. It's, it's it's the fans. It's the fans <laughs> that are the loser. Uh, we got to sit and watch this Goldberg crap one more time. Makes me absolutely sick. He almost killed the dead man, pun intended. It's just it's absolutely ridiculous that he's wrestling again. Um, I wish Dolph could kick him in the face and win, but uh, Goldberg's gonna beat him in a two minute match, and he's gonna be blown up sky high at the end of it. So I got Goldberg winning in a squash. Yeah, I got Goldberg too. But man, I'd love if they did the, like the biggest swerve and just gave Dolph the win because I think it won't help everything that's been like his career for like the last five six years. But I think that would help him a lot if he got a win on Goldberg, especially if it was like a short like Goldberg guy in there and he like he hit him with like um, the super kick and just knocked him out. Like people would be talking about that. We won't be talking about that. Uh, we'll be talking about Goldberg winning, but uh, I mean that would be awesome if they did that, though. Man, I think if they pull the swerve and have Dolph like beat him, that'd be the biggest pop of the night. Plus, man, Goldberg like what does he have um, like uh, to keep winning anymore? Like what was he have? Uh, why does he need to do that? Like go out giving this guy like the rub, give him the win, you know? Yeah, dude. Like, if this is your last match, all real, all real wrestlers. I've listened to all these podcasts. Ark agrees. All all wrestlers go out on their back, right? Yeah, Kurt, that's, that's what the tradition. Kurt Angle, um, because Corbin won at Mania, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurt just like not only gave Corbin the win at Mania, but then he just uh, put over uh, Bray Wyatt and fully and, and then fully put he's over by fully, far a better wrestler. Fully put over Edge. Than, yeah, so I mean I don't know, but you know. And then and then Stone Cold put the Rock over at nineteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Sean Sean Taker. Sean Taker, kind of. <laughs> oh. oh man, that I think that was uh, I think Sean Ham picked that retirement match though. Yeah. But um, I, I'm going Goldberg. Uh, it'd be sick if Dolph they did a swerve and had him win, but I think it's going to be uh, goes in there kind of thing, and it's like they do a little stare off for like 30 seconds, and then like Goldberg gets him with the spear, spear again, jackhammer, and it goes home, man. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think Goldberg. Uh... Picks up the mic and says he wants uh, Taker one more time. Oh man, could you imagine? The Dead Man comes out and they plan it for Mania. No, they plan it for the next Saudi Arabia show. Oh god! Oh yeah, that's coming up. They got to do that too. They're doing that soon. Yeah, like Halloween weekend or something like that, right? Oh, yeah. Geez. All right. Well, let's move on to the next. Here we got uh, we got Charlotte versus Trish. Ark, what are you going with? Oh, Charlotte's gonna win. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't dislike Charlotte. Like Charlotte, she's she's amazing. You know what I mean. But it's just like, push. Oh. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it's that. I, I I don't know, man. I, there's just something about it that I just don't. 
it's like it's not that she's a woman or anything. It's just that like <laughs> I, I don't get because that's what people might say. I don't know if they would, but I, I I don't know. I just I want something new, man. Like you said, like let's do like put Liv Morgan in there. Put, Absolutely. Get someone else Absolutely. to get the rub. Absolutely. Dude. Like give someone the rub, dude. Naomi. Like, uh, Naomi. Like give Naomi. Give Naomi to be Trish. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, I get it. Liv like, Morgan, Mandy, Mandy Sack, something, man. She's like the big name, you know. Um, but it just, I really wish that it wasn't uh, Charlotte, and um, it could be Charlotte and Bailey, and then whoever else wrestles, you know. But it is what it is. I got Trish winning that one. God, I sound so depressed over. Wait, you, you said you got, you said you got, you have Trish winning or Charlotte? Charlotte, oh, Charlotte. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> what do you got, Jordan? Um, I actually got Trish. I think uh, she actually is going to get the win in Toronto. Um, I think it's going to be an awkward match, though, because I don't know if Trish is going to be, like, a little rusty or not. Um, but I think uh, – what's her name? Trish is going to actually get the win on, uh, for this match. Uh, I would be really happy if that happens. I mean, I'm uh, the heart, heart's telling me – hearts want me to go Trish, but I'm going to go Charlotte, though, and I think she's going to tap her with the uh, figure four. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're gonna have her. They're gonna have her. Trish submit, which is which is complete garbage because Trish and Natty are both gonna tap out, which is trash in Canada. But hey, you know Vince is American, so he'll go that route. Now I sound like <laughs> I sound like, I sound like Bret Hart in '97. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then uh, well, we have the um, the cruiserweight match. I guess this will be the pre-show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who you guys got in this one? Oh man! Uh, wow. I'll be honest. I'm not even sure who's wrestling. I just know that uh, Drew Gulak's the champion. Drew Gulak yeah, and Oni Larkin. Oh, yeah, I know Gulak's the champion here. Uh, I think Oni Larkin's gonna win. Okay, so is uh, he's, he's, he's been doing some decent. He's been doing some good stuff. So I, I got him winning. Okay, so you're going that route. Um, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go opposite you then, Ark, just to be different, I guess. Okay. But uh, hopefully they. That's too bad the cruiserweights, man. That, that's a. Dude, you see what WCW used to do with the Cruiserweights, and now WWE is just like the pre-show every year, man. Yeah. They, they eventually have to get rid of that. Uh, I know like that was a thing people were saying for a while. Um, but I just, like, I'm curious how it does on network uh, ratings and uh, viewership. Oh, man, I don't, I don't think it does good at all. But maybe, though, I mean. I mean, I mean there is hope. I mean, uh, Ali is on, a, is on the show now. And um, – Buddy Murphy, I guess. I mean, he hasn't really done anything except for the Roman stuff, but um, you know, it could be, it could lead to good stuff. But I, I just don't know, man. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, all right. Well, there's our SummerSlam uh, predictions right there. So we'll do our post SummerSlam reactions and everything uh, next next uh, podcast next Thursday. Kind of go over what happened and uh, the fallout from SummerSlam. Uh, hey, real quick before we. Uh, get off WWE. Did you guys see about uh, Ray giving up the mask and then giving it to his son? Did you guys read that? That they're talking about having the, they're going to take the mask off Ray and then I guess Dominic's going to kind of put it on and then they're going to run that route with him. Yeah, I could see that happening. I could see that happening. That That's Mexican tradition. Cool. And I guess then Ray, then, yeah, then Ray's going to kind of take that retirement route and just kind of, you know, be behind the scenes and support his son. That'd be cool. So um, yeah, I'd be down with that. It's weird because like uh, his son was with him for a couple uh, shows, and then out of nowhere they just stopped showing him on TV. I wonder what happened. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think I, training. I think he's down at the performance center right now. Right, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be in. He's down. He, I'm sure he's in WWE developmental. I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, how old is he? He's like 20. He's a young kid too, right? Isn't yeah, he's got a, yeah, he's, he's young. probably early 20s, 21 or something. Yeah. Good for him, man. Good for him. He's, he's, he's big, too. He's a big kid. Him. Yeah, he's yeah, got he's height kid. compared, like, to, uh, compared to Ray, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's like, Jesus, how tall is Ray's wife? I don't know, man. She's not that much taller than he is. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Wait, it's pretty crazy. Before we uh, switch over to something else, um, are you guys going to watch the NXT TakeOver, or is that something you just don't care about? Saturday, I, I have uh, plans Saturday. I won't be watching it. Okay. Yeah, I have to work. I have to work Saturday on time. You, I'll probably uh, catch it either Sunday morning or Sunday. There's one match on there, um, Velveteen Dream. He's uh, wrestling uh, the Bruiserweight and um, Roderick Strong, so I definitely want to see that match. But the main event, I obviously don't care about. But, uh, um, Undisputed Era versus Street Profits will be good. Yeah. Oh, I'll watch. I'll, I'll watch that then. Would you? Would you Ark, they left your boy Riddle off the card, man. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I have, I can't believe what he said in that video. I know, I that know, I so, know. Let's, so ridiculous. Let's dude. don't get too much. Into no, it. I just, so, like disrespect, dude. Like these are people that uh, <laughs> it rubbed me the wrong way because I was a fan of his, you know. But like, dude, don't be talking about how you're going to beat up Chris Jericho and Booker T and, and Lance uh, Storm. <laughs> Booker T and Lance Storm. Like, I mean, he didn't say he would beat up those two because I mean. Booker T beat the shot of Batista, so I wouldn't want to fight Booker T. But, um, like, it's just crazy to me that he just said that. Like, and he just doesn't care either. Like, come on, man. Like, it was cool. Pick it on Goldberg. Yeah, whatever. But, like, to sit there and disrespect three legends, it's not cool. Um, speaking of uh, former MMA fighters wrestling, uh, shout out to Cain Velasquez for that uh, yes. match. I, I didn't watch all of it, but what I saw, he, he did good. Um there's something to be said about these MMA guys coming in there and wrestling. Like, uh, Ronda, man, that Mania match she had against Triple H and Stephanie, that was amazing. And it was cool yeah. seeing Kane do his thing, too. I'll say this. If I'm AEW, I sign Kane Velasquez right away because you can say, yeah, Brock's your beast. We have the guy that beat the shit out of him. So. Uh, he's, got, he's got a three-match deal with, uh, tri- with uh, Triple A, though. Wait, when the three matches are up? Signed, signed yeah, to. Yeah, uh, sure. He, oh, he was on. He was on. Uh, he was on Cody's team, and I'm sure the Lucha Bros have a big influence over there in AAA. So I'm sure there'll be. I love that he, he wrestled with a mask too. I thought that was so cool. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Hell yeah, man! I loved, uh, loved, um, loved seeing that man. Hopefully, Connor's next. <laughs> Connor, uh, Connor, and Colby for a tag team. Oh, oh my god, god dude! <laughs> Talk about heel heat. I couldn't see those two getting along with each other. That, that's what I'm saying. That's great heat, man. They just be going at yeah. it on camera all the time, dude. But uh, all right, so let's switch gears a little bit here from WWE and talk a little outside uh, WWE talk. Uh, AEW, just quick, quick news. We have the uh, – on the most recent uh, Road to All Out episode, they announced that it's going to be a 21 women's uh, battle royale, and the winner will be the uh, – have a number one tender shot against the for the inaugural women's title. Actually, looking really forward to this. I hope they do a good job with it. Yeah, um, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, yeah, yeah, I really. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't get how they're doing those battle royals. It's very odd, but it, it could be cool. I, I, I the video it showed uh, uh, Hot Rod's daughter is going to be in the yeah, uh, yeah. Teal, Teal um, Piper Teal Piper. That's pretty cool. I think. I think that's pretty cool. I think Britt Baker should be the. Uh, first champion yeah i think she's gonna be the um yeah 
you a thing's gonna win it. Uh, Brandy. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I think she's gonna win it with Awesome Kong as her uh, backup for Muscle, and they're gonna have like running a storyline where like someone's gonna have to try to defeat both of them or something. Oh man, Brandy's gonna get that. Uh, that <laughs> she can get that Triple H heat, man. Booking herself to win, <laughs> probably. Hey, speaking of <coughs> Piper and second generation uh, stars and stuff, is Brian Pittman Jr. or Pillman Jr.'s uh, son um, signed by AEW or did he just do appearance? Uh, he just did the uh, – they did the appearance. Okay. But I'm sure a lot of those guys, man, if you look at it, I'm sure they're going to get signed, but I guess it's just you got to wait. I don't know how AEW – I don't know how AEW has – I don't know how they have it structured about for signings and anything else, so I'm not sure, like – what you do i mean maybe they're going after bigger names first and then they're going to sign talent i don't know i guess we'll just have to wait and see you know i'm sure when they go uh weekly television they're going to build the roster more and sign more people right so but um yeah definitely uh so that's that's the big news right now uh slow week for AEW. of course we're building up to all out we're about two and a half weeks out so we'll um we'll have our pre-show for AEW in about two weeks the weekend uh before the uh or excuse me the, the thursday before the Saturday night show, we'll, we'll break the whole car down and get really in detail with it, go over all the matches and our predictions for it. Uh, one thing I want to plug really quick, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, I think the best match of the week so far has been, uh, it was John Moxie versus Switchblade Jay White, happened last Sunday in the G1 tournament. I gave it a four and a half stars. I thought it was a great match. Um, Moxley, man, has really shown himself to be, man, WWE never let him really wrestle, it seems like. This guy is really going hard in the ring, wrestling 20, 25-minute matches, strong style in Japan. I honestly think him and Omega are going to put a show on uh, the 31st in Chicago, man. That's, uh, he's really he's been very very impressive on this run. Yeah, I, yeah, I, sure. I, I can't wait for that match. I'm actually looking forward to that match, like it's like a UFC fight. Like I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, I hear you on that for sure. Yeah, and I think the like I said, Moxley's, um, and I think it's also pretty cool that they're letting it, that. I think it's part of it. We're doing the G1 too was for him to kind of get that experience. So when he gets in there with Omega to wrestle the style, it's going to complement each other. So I think it's awesome that uh, he's really doing Because, he's man, he's put a lot of new moves that you've never seen him use before in, uh, in his in his moveset, man. Like, he's doing the regal knee. Like, all this stuff you've never seen him really use, he's actually – he's putting in his matches. And the match with him and Switchblade Jay White, man, that was a hell of a match, man. The reversals, everything to finish it off, they put a hell of a show on, man. And definitely, definitely a must-watch for all of our listeners out there. I gave it four and a half stars. Uh, both those guys tore the house down, man. And uh, yeah, it's definitely a watch. Moxley and Omega is going to be, it's going to be fire come uh, August 31st. Yeah, I agree. So for sure. yeah, definitely. All right. So let's get into it. Um, a little thing we're going to start doing now weekly and leading up to big events. We're going to do our, it's called what's your top five part of the segment here. So this week we're going to do our top five SummerSlam matches. We're going to kind of go around plug our top five SummerSlam matches, and hopefully you guys can, you know, fire the network up and uh, check these matches out. Give them, a, give them a rundown, kind of check them out, and see why they're so good. Do uh, you guys want me to go first and plug here, or do you want me to kind of – do you want to throw it off your way and say some stuff? Oh, I'll go ahead. Whatever you want to do. Okay, well, perfect. I mean, so the matches I got here, I think I've been plugging matches all week to Art, uh, so he probably has the whole rundown already. <laughs> but he was watching one of them earlier. Uh, one match I want to mention, it's not it's not on the top five list, but definitely, definitely give it a watch. It's both these guys, young young in their careers. They're both at the mid-card level, but they put a hell of a show on at Madison Square Garden. SummerSlam 98, The Rock versus Triple H for the Intercontinental title. These two guys tore the house down. Like I said, they were the co-main event for Taker and Stone Cold that year. 
And of course, that was this is the time when Austin was running wrestling. But these two guys, man, put the best match of the night on. It's definitely five star quality. Give it a give it a check it out. The Rock puts it all out there. Triple H is it delivers as always. Phenomenal, phenomenal match. Uh, definitely give it a watch. All right, so uh, first top five we got here. I'm gonna start at number five. This might come for shocker people. It's from SummerSlam 2004. It's Randy Orton versus Chris Benoit. Um, quick takeaways from this. Now, Chris Benoit, we know a personal life. Everything that happened, he's a real, real. You know, he's a piece of shit. All that stuff. But this guy, though, man. Uh, still a hell of a performer in the ring, great in-ring technician, and the match him and Orton put on is very highly underrated. And both these guys went out there and put all on the line, man, and put a great, great match on. And Orton wins the world title, his first world title, won at 24 years of old. 24 years, that's that's crazy to be a world champion at 24 years old. Um, just thinking about where I am in life right now, and he was at 24 a world champion. Unbelievable. Another cool thing about this, too, is right before Orton does the match, he cuts a promo backstage, and this is the first time ever that you see on screen or NWWE together, Orton and John Cena in the same promo. Cena comes up and ruins Orton's promo. Cena just got done winning the United States title uh, for Booker T earlier in the night. Very, very cool because it's the first time on WWE TV that you see both of them together in a promo or doing any kind of work together. So definitely a good checkout. Match is about 20 minutes long. Like I said, it goes. these guys put it all out. Orton hits the RKO for the finish, wins his first world title. The buildup, everything leading up to it was great. And, of course, this goes into Orton's face turn because Evolution turns on him uh, the night after. But uh, definitely a watch for sure. Number four, I have uh, from SummerSlam 91, kind of going back in the vault. Uh, classic match, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title. This is back when the Intercontinental title meant something, unlike now where it doesn't even get booked. Uh, also, something about this match, too, that you need to respect. Mr. Perfect wrestled this match with a broken tailbone went out and wrestled a 19-minute match with Brett the Hitman Hart. If you know both these guys, both are in-ring technicians, and they wrestle kind of a shoot-strong style. So for him to wrestle a match with a broken tailbone, that's absolutely respect and shows that Mr. Perfect was one of the best of his time. Um, and also, Bret Hart says this is probably one of his top three greatest matches he's ever wrestled. Definitely a watch from uh, SummerSlam 91. Um, third match I got on here is it's more recent. It's from SummerSlam 2005. Um, it's between Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio ladder match. Um, this match right here was the match of the night on a stacked loaded car. This was third match. Everything else on this card, you had Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan, John Cena versus Chris Jericho, JBL versus Batista, and you had Undertaker versus Randy Orton. So this match be third match of the night and then being match of the night says a lot for itself. These two guys right here have wrestled over the years. They put on, I think four or five star quality matches from WCW all the way up to WWE it's a ladder match, and um, the buildup has a lot of drama with Ray's son, Dominic. Um, if you guys know the storyline and everything, where Eddie was saying he was his real biological father and all this kind of stuff. It's just great storytelling and old-school wrestling where it's got a – when Ray finally gets the win, it's kind of that good good guy feel where you're like, oh, man, I'm so glad that Ray won that and all the drama surrounding it. It was a great feel. And uh, quick to mention, this is the last time that Eddie and Ray would wrestle – each other one-on-one in the pay-per-view uh, right before Eddie's passing in 2005. So this is the last time that you see Eddie and Ray wrestle each other in a ring. That's just crazy to think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, God, man, that's crazy. Um, so, so that's from SummerSlam 05. Definitely give it a watch. Uh, the last two, the top two matches, in my opinion, are, that are my favorites from for SummerSlam. Uh, number two, SummerSlam 2013. It's one of my all-time favorite matches between two of my favorite wrestlers of all time. It's going to be Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk. Uh, it's a notice qualification match. Of course, Paul Heyman plays a big presence in the match. He being, you know, he was the manager of both guys. Um, 
this match to me is I, I give this match five and a half stars. The storytelling, everything about it, it was no DQ, so they got to use you know the weapons and stipulations. But the way Pro- Punk and Brock just came out and delivered, I always say it. Brock Lesnar's best matches are with guys that are smaller than him. If they ever let him and Seth Rollins really go at it for a this match was twenty one minutes. If they ever let Seth and Brock go twenty twenty five minutes. I really think it could probably be Brock's best match because Brock always does better when he goes against guys that are smaller, kind of make him chase him around, be a different style, kind of like we saw with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan when he wrestled. Um, so those guys, it's it's definitely worth a watch. This is first. This is the first and only time you will ever see Punk and Brock Lesnar wrestle. Um, they've never wrestled before this, obviously not after that, since this was Punk's last SummerSlam. Um, it's definitely, definitely a must-watch. Uh, Paul Heyman drama only makes it a lot better, too, when he's at ringside and the way he gets involved in it. Uh, this is just a five-and-a-half-star match. Absolute classic for any, for any wrestling fan. Definitely a checkout. And my number one greatest SummerSlam match of all time, a lot of critics, uh, you know, Ark's buddy Dave Metzler, everybody else ranks this match probably as the greatest SummerSlam match of all time. Bret Hart, British Bulldog, SummerSlam 1992 for the Intercontinental title. It was the main event. Uh, this match was in Wembley Stadium in the UK in front of 80,000 people for a SummerSlam. That's crazy to me. When the Intercontinental title was the first time this was the IC belt was the main event over the WWF title. And the WWF title on that card that night, the match was Macho Man versus Ultimate Warrior. So to have Bulldog and Bret Hart be your main event for the IC title over Macho and Warrior at that time in 92, that says a lot. Absolute classic. Uh, six-star match, in my opinion. It breaks the scale for five. Um, and that SummerSlam that year generated $3.65 million in revenue, the highest ever for a non-WrestleMania pay-per-view. And that's still a number that uh, stands tall to this day for WWE, um, minus WrestleMania, of course. So definitely a must-watch. Brett and, British, Brett and British Bulldog. It goes about 30 minutes, a little bit longer, but it's action-packed, though. Back and forth, great technician, great style. And the finish is uh, absolute phenomenal. So definitely a check out my number one SummerSlam match. So there you go, guys. Love it. Nice. Yeah, quick breakdowns there. So definitely all those are checkouts. I know Ark will get on it. I actually had uh, the CM Punk luster on mine, but fortunately I had uh, five other matches. So it's all right. But that, that, Brock, that Brock and Punk match, man, yeah. that, that match is underrated in my opinion, man. It, it, it should get more love, man. Yeah, I have two of the I have two of the matches you have on yours on uh on uh on my list. Go um, ahead then, man. Let me hear it. What you got? Yeah. Uh. So two honorable mentions. Uh. Or what, what the one honorable mention I have that we you have on your list is uh I watched it the other day. It was uh, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect. I thought it was a pretty good match. Um. I don't know the full story into it because obviously I'm going back and just watching this stuff on the network. But I I thought watching that I was like, man, these, their styles just complement each other so well and. And the way Mr. Perfect sold was one of one of the one of the best sellers. Too. Yeah, man. Like the, there's parts when Brett would like throw him and he would spin and like it, it just looked it looked so good. And um, uh, Mr. Perfect, uh, just the way it ended too, where he ripped his his uh, his singlet off of him and stuff and like won the belt. And then he celebrated with his dad in the crowd. I thought I thought it was a pretty cool moment. So and then uh, when per- definitely, with, with uh, Perfect with the broken tailbone makes you respect it more, man. I didn't even know that, and that—that's insane, dude. Because a broken tailbone. Yeah, I heard that on—I heard that on Bruce Pritchard's podcast, man. They said they had to like they. Per, Kurt was like, "I can only go out and wrestle like five minutes at most," and but he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna put Brett over and do it." So that—that's hell of respect, man. Uh, and um, another honorable mention I have, and this is I remember as a kid. So this is just strictly from like nostalgia purposes for me. Was Rob Van Dam versus Jeff Hardy at 2001 SummerSlam? 
was a ladder match. And I just remember watching that, like, because I thought, too, like, at that time period, they both were so, like, the, they were the high flyers of the WWE, the Attitude Era, you know, when, when Rob Van Dam came over from ECW, obviously. And um, I was always a really big fan of Jeff Hardy and RVD at that time period. So uh, that was one of my favorite matches as well at SummerSlam. For number five, I have Batista versus John Cena at SummerSlam 2008. It was the first time they wrestled. I really enjoyed that match. Um, the ending where Batista, uh, you know, he, he, he injured Cena, but he caught him in the air with a Batista bomb. That's one thing I remember. I just, I just remember really, this is one of the matches where I really, really, really liked it. Uh, started to really root for Dave Batista because I wanted him to beat Cena so bad, and he did. I thought that was, that was awesome. So uh, that, that, that's my number five. Number four, I have Daniel Bryan versus John Cena. Um, this was the match that kind of catapulted the Yes Movement, I thought, um, or the beginning of the Yes Movement, where at the, uh, Bryan w- wins the belt, and then um, Orton cashes in after, after Triple H hits, hits him with the pedigree. I thought it's, uh, it's one of the most uh, important moments in SummerSlam history because it ended up creating Dan, uh, pushing Daniel Bryan um, or start the start of the push for Daniel Bryan to eventually win the belts at uh, WrestleMania 30. Number three, I have Punk and Brock. Um, I just, like you said, you know, that match was, we were, we were such CM Punk fans when he was in WWE and um, just watching him, you know, uh, take it to Brock and they stole the show with that match and their styles complemented each other so well. Um, I remember the buildup too because it was at Money in the Bank, right, where Paul Heyman hit uh, Punk with the ladder. Yeah, and then and then, and then the lead up, goes, little, you, you the lead up, they were just fighting the whole all the time, bro. Yeah, you can't beat you can't beat Brock Lesnar. And then a couple of those, uh, I remember the buildup when they fought on the outside and Punk was nailing Brock with the elbows and stuff. I thought it was a pretty good buildup as well, and I was really excited for that match. So uh, that match is number three. Number two, I have the Undertaker versus Edge in a Hell in a Cell match. To me, that was one of the best the most underrated feuds of uh, of all time. I thought that Taker and Edge, Edge was such a great heel at that period with Vicky Guerrero and banning the, uh, um, the Omo Plata, the Hell's Gate finisher that he had that he beat him with at WrestleMania. The feud, the feud was so good. It lasts from WrestleMania all the, even before WrestleMania, all the way to SummerSlam. Um, the ending of the feud was, was great where Taker chokes him off the, uh, the lat, the ladder into the ring, through the ring and then lit it on fire. Um, so for me, that was a huge match and I really enjoyed that. So, uh, also Undertaker's one of my favorites. So, uh, for number two, I have Undertaker and Edge. And my number one match was Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. The, the reason why I love that match so much is because he just, that was right after he beat the streak. He was, he was white hot and he beat the shit out of John Cena for that match. 16 suplexes, the, 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 beginning of suplex city was that match um i just thought it was so different too because you don't really see that anymore especially happening to john cena when john cena was still the top guy you know um i just i love that match i i I, I watch that match all the time so i just i really enjoy it and um that's my favorite SummerSlam match and i I just love the image of brock winning the belts and then he has like the possessed look on his face as he raises them i think it looks so cool so I got uh, Brock and Cena as my number one favorite SummerSlam match. Yeah, that was uh, that was great, man. When he won that, that was like a that was uh, like I a total it. like just beatdown, dude. Yeah, man, Cena was that threw everybody off. Cena got just like, oh, Cena's gonna make like the Hogan comeback, and then like, nope, Brock shuts yeah. it down, dude, and beats him. 
Yeah, you thought he was going to do it too during the match. You're like, oh shit, here yeah, we go. Yeah, like when he, when he like, comes back and he starts like coming, and you're like, uh uh-uh. oh. He hit him with three AAs. He hit him with three AAs. I no, think, no, 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 no. That was, uh, no, that was at 90 Champions. The, 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 oh, okay, yeah, this okay. one, he gets him in the, he hits the, uh, he hits one of them, then he gets him in the, the choke, the STF. And you're like, oh, wait, well, oh, yeah, yeah, Brock yeah. reverses it and then puts him on the F5 and wins it, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I love that match. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's my number one favorite uh, SummerSlam match. Also, uh, underrated one I watched because uh, me and Blake have been talking, and uh, Jordan, we've been uh, joking about Rick Rude all the time, and how we uh, we call everyone Sweat Hogs now. Uh, Rick Rude versus the Ultimate Warrior. Yes, um, yes, that was a great match. Uh, props to Rick Rude for for having a match with the Ultimate Warrior for over fifteen minutes. A great match. Um, great match. Um, Rick Rude is uh, seriously underrated. Um, like I said, uh, having a 15-minute match that's pretty good with the Ultimate Warrior says a lot. I think of, of uh, uh, says a lot about him as a worker. So, uh, oh, and that's another hidden gem to watch for sure. And then, real quick, uh, shout out just because they're two of my favorites. But Macho Man and Rick Rude are the only two guys to go longer than 15 minutes with the Ultimate Warrior in a match. So credit to those guys and fuck Hogan. <laughs> Oh. All right, Jordan, go All ahead, right. bro. So you guys used a lot of the ones I was going to use, but I don't want to, like, repeat some of the same matches. Um, so don't worry. I had a couple extra. Um, so uh, for my uh, new number five, uh, I I put Edge and John Cena in 06. Um, I just thought it was a good build-up that whole year between both of them. And um, even though this wasn't the final one, uh, I thought it was awesome, the fact that it was in Boston but Edge got the win on John Cena when you would think that Cena would win his hometown. Um, I just thought it was a good match. It was a good buildup. Um, and they both went out there, you know, and uh, did good for a feud that was like, oh, I think, uh, the feud of the year. Um, for my number four, I put uh, Brock Lesnar um, versus The Rock in 02. Great match. Um, yeah. And it's, I think that's the only time they've ever, like, wrestled, too. Um, and like you guys were saying about, like, Brock, uh, Blake, you were saying with Brock and small guys. Uh, the Rock isn't, like, a small guy. But, I mean, obviously, compared to Brock, it was, you know, uh, a little smaller. And not to mention, they were both super athletic at that time. Like, they still are. But, like, at that time, both of them were very athletic. Um, Brock still was a newbie. Um, you know, uh, he was still a rookie. So, it wasn't as big as it could be now. But um, they both delivered. And Brock, with that much pressure being a rookie in the SummerSlam uh, main event, he delivered against The Rock. It was a good match. Um, number three, <laughs> I'm not a Hogan guy, but uh, Hogan versus HBK in 05. Um, there's two, two generations um, facing each other. Um, this one, it was good, but the only thing was uh, controversy, as always. Um yeah, Hogan. Besides that, like you, because you start watching during the match, HBK uh, goofing off a little bit. Um, I think the match was solid, <laughs> but the, I think I think you, uh, it's good just because you can see backstage backstage stuff uh, interfering in the match. Um, I think just a build up uh, was was just good uh, going into that pay per view too. Well, then Hogan was supposed to put him back over the next pay per view, but he didn't. Oh, yes. though, remember? <laughs> yep. Um and. Um, for everyone crapping on HBK, um, for how he was in the nineties, um, you know, I don't think people realize, like, I don't think Hogan realized that it's like, Hey man, if you're like, HBK isn't the guy to like kind of do dirty, um, 
and not uh, give you know, a match win for him too. If you're not gonna help him out, he's not gonna help you out. Like that's for sure with HBK. Um, typical. My number typical Hogan. Yeah, my number two match. Um, maybe this is an underrated match that people uh, don't talk about. Um, it's actually a re- more recent than some of these other ones. Uh, AJ Styles versus John Cena at SummerSlam. Um, for for whatever for what people say about John Cena and oh he doesn't put people over like that was like John Cena putting someone over like clear as day. Uh, not only that, but those two delivered. Um, that was a great match. Um, and I think it's definitely underrated. Um, and people probably aren't going to talk about it when it comes to John Cena matches as much as they should. But it was a really great match. Um, this one is my, like, uh, just a personal favorite for number one. Um, and this is back when I was, like, a Mark Mark. Like, I thought these guys, like, <laughs> like were real hating each other and stuff. But uh, HBK versus Triple H at 2002. Their unsanctioned match. Like, uh, these two dudes look like they legit hated each other. And, like, me watching it, I thought, like, I'm like, oh, crap, these dudes hate each other. Um, it was it was a great match. Um, it, this The story they told in the match was awesome, unsanctioned. Um, it was awesome seeing HBK and Triple H, two best friends, going at it. Obviously, they were, like, going to feud a couple more times. But I just, to me, that's a personal favorite. And for me, that SummerSlam 2002 was one of the best SummerSlams of all time. Just like all the cards. Because I didn't even mention Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio, uh, who uh, delivered that was, in, like the opening match. That was that that my that was my favorite match of the night. I thought. Yeah, like that's the best opening match of of SummerSlam, right? I mean, it's yeah, probably. It's, that, I mean, yeah, that gets voted as yeah, that's voted as best opening match, and then the Hart and Bulldogs best main event. They say. Right. So, so I mean. Yeah, that's that's definitely good. But I mean, I see where you're coming from with the uh, during the build up because remember Triple H took HBK out in, like the parking lot. Oh yeah, and like he thought that was like legit and everything. <laughs> well, and I remember in the match when Triple H did that uh, sledgehammer to the back spot, I, I was like, "Oh crap, he legit broke this guy's back." Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. <laughs> and then I just remember like the video package for it. Like, me, I was all about, like, that ruthless aggression uh, era and stuff like that. And just, like, the video package for me got me pumped just to see that match. Yeah, I thought that was, um, that was really, yeah, that, that was a good well told. That was a great rivalry, though. That's Triple H's best rival, hands down. Yeah. You know what's, you know what's funny is you're saying when uh, you thought it was real, like you were a Mark Mark. Dude, I was the exact same way when that feud was going on. I remember watching that when Triple H hit him in the back with a sledgehammer, and I was like, Daddy, hit him, Daddy, hit him. <laughs> I was a young, young kid. I was like 11 or 10. But, like, I just remember thinking, holy shit, these guys actually hate each other. And, uh, yeah, it's a great feud, man. And I mean, HBK, he, 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 uh, he lost his smile for how many years? You know what I mean? And then he, come, then he comes no, back no, and he, he just kills it. No, so. you, you got it all wrong. He lost his smile for a couple know, he, Remember, he, he broke his back in the taker. Yeah, I know. I'm just he, Oh, I was, oh, yeah, I was he, like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was being a dick, though. But, uh, yeah, he came back, and, and uh, he, he, he was out for a while before that, right? Like, he was out for, like, a couple of years. Oh, yeah. And then he came back, and, yeah, and then he came back at, at least four or five years. Yeah, he, he came, came back, back and had a great – He came back uh, wrestled Jericho at 19. Yeah, stole the show there. Well, kind of. I mean, the, we can get into that another time. That's, but, a, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a great Definitely. mania from uh, opening all the way up, man. Second best of all time. You said what, second best? Yeah. Um – I'm trying to think. Yeah, it ranks up there. 21 and 22 were good too, though, because 21 was great because that had HBK and Kurt Taker and Orton, the first ever Money in the Bank 
Eddie and Ray was the opening match, and then you had Batista trips, and then Cena beat JBL for the belt. Our trips uh, Batista, trips, trips uh, Batista. My bad, not Cena trips. That was yeah. Cena trips was uh, twenty two. But I mean, uh, yeah, you're right though. Nineteen, nineteen was loaded up, man. I mean, uh, I still gonna say seventeen regardless. I don't give a shit. I mean, Mania thirty. Ne- yeah, okay. ne- Seventeen one. Next, next year we go, it could be like the best card. But it's like, no, I don't care. Seventeen's still gonna be it. When it was Rock, seventeen will always Rock be. and Austin. Yeah, seventeen's always gonna be the greatest. That's gonna bro. Be the that was when like uh, Rock and Austin were like the two biggest stars ever, dude. Just going at it, man. That was the greatest, though. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's down. Solid, man. Well, SummerSlam weekend is upon us. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for uh, Randy Kofi, man. I hope they do it. And I can't wait to see Seth get booed. All these Mark losers. <laughs> I'll, I'll be pumped the first four hours, and then the next four hours, I'll probably be like, man, when's the show going to end? Oh, no, it's not going to be that long. It's not going to be like that, is it? Like, it starts at like five or six? I think so. I, I'll have to look at the t- – I know the last couple have been like uh, WrestleMania long. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I mean, I hate when they do Get that. caffeine, man. guys. Yeah, I'm at the like – oh, man. <laughs> Damn. Couple cups of coffee. Here we come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah these all fat out of shape sweat I mean, hogs. The- <laughs> sweat hogs. <laughs> That's if you watch a kickoff show. Yeah, that. I don't have time for that, man. Yeah, we don't got time for those cruiserweight matches. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, 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 no disrespect to the probably the most athletic yeah. guys on the card. Uh, so, uh, all right, last thoughts? Any last plugs or anything? Arc. Um. Yeah. Just uh, everyone listens. Be on the lookout for more podcast. Um, follow our Instagram page and uh, give us a like and a share. Um, just let your uh, friends know about us. Um, be on the lookout for more content. Yeah, if you want some uh, Mark-based bullshit, listen to Dave Meltzer and uh, the Brian the Geek Alvarez. But if you want some real wrestling content, where it's uh, three guys have been watching it the majority of their lives that actually love wrestling and don't just sit there and bash and complain because when you uh, when you look in the mirror you look like shit, like a sweat hog. Uh, we're actually uh, normal, normal guys. So uh, definitely keep checking us out and uh, give us a like and a share. All right, absolutely. I, I don't know how I can follow Ark's closing statements up, man. It's like that's like a that's like a CM Punk like pipe bomb mic drop, dude. Like how do I how do I follow that up, man? Jesus. And be on the lookout for Ark versus uh, Dave Meltzer uh, coming to a. Be on the lookout. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start selling shirts for that on ProWrestlingTees.com, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, WrestleMania weekend, he'll be at those indie shows that are in town. I saw him at WrestleMania 30, uh, 33 when, uh, oh, dude, a when, I, shows, when I come so. down for the week, we got to go crash those and just ruin Dave, man. Oh, bro, I'm, I'm telling you, dude. Meltzer, I know you hear me, boy. I'm coming for you, <laughs> little old fuck. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Dude, I'm just, I'm just, gonna get well, us, I'm just Ar- working, Ar- brother. He's going to get us banned off every podcasting platform. No, no, I just, I don't know, man. I just don't like the thing is, man, is that they just all complain and bitch and moan. Like that guy, Brad Shepard, he's the same thing, man. He's talking about when, um, when Jimmy Uso got arrested, right? He goes, Jimmy Uso has so much repercussions. This could cost him everything, including his marriage with his wife. Why are you posting that? What are you, dude? You're involved in this guy's life. You're a monk. You sit at your computer all day. What are you doing, dude? Like, don't be talking about this guy's marriage. The hell is wrong with you? You know, and uh, 
Uh, Brian Alvarez. Oh, Seth Rollins a geek. Have you looked in the mirror, dude? Have you looked in the mirror? Like, give me a break, bro. Like, and Meltzer complaining about everything that's not from Japan. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. I'm sorry. I don't mean to go on a rant. It's just, it just really pisses me <laughs> off because I love this shit, man. I love WWE. I love wrestling. I love professional wrestling, period. And people that just sit there and complain all day and they get paid to do it, they get paid to do that. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous, bro. <laughs> These are the best closing remarks ever. Yeah, it's supposed to be closing remarks, and Art goes on another five minute just just a it's like a shoot interview. He's like Jim Cornette, man. (laughs) My bad, guys. My bad, guys. Check us out. Give us a share and a like. Yeah. Give us a share and a like. Uh, Shout out to Jordan for uh, doing all the stuff on social media, making all the good graphics and everything. Um, Shout out to Blake for uh, giving me a good a bunch of good wrestling content uh, to watch and. uh, My watch is ended, baby. All right. My watch is ended. All right. Later, everybody. Have a good weekend.